0: insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here
1: we go. Welcome everyone to week 25, nearly the middle of the year if we're counting the days but with astrology and pam it's the middle of the year uh, week 25 of 2022 pam's gonna let us know all about june 20th monday that whole week which is also the solstice here for us in the northern hemisphere and then i will join uh you all again for meditation what's in store pam And
0: happy solstice. Happy solstice indeed. Both northern and southern hemisphere, it's just in the north, it's hot. And in the south, I'm told it's cold. So on Monday the 20th, the moon is still in the sign of Pisces. Those of you who listened to last week's forecast are aware of that. And it will be in Pisces until the moon enters Aries at 11.37 p.m. in the evening. So pretty much all day, we've got this lovely, fluid, watery, adaptable lunar energy, which depending on your natal makeup and your horoscope is either a really lovely time for you or, oh my gosh, you know, this just seems like everything just people go off on tangents and everything takes forever and you know we're all we're all hardwired differently when the moon is in the sign of pisces there's a a suspension that may happen with the continual looking at the clock or a sense of I've got to do this now A lot can still get done, but it's done at its best when we flow with it. When we don't push too hard, when we move with grace, that's the way to make this day really, really just flow and shine. So One of the things that I love when I look at this particular day is that it really, really has a very high octave for creativity. And creativity, you may be thinking, well, I'm not an artist. I don't know what she's talking about. But human beings, at our best, are very creative creatures. We figure out ways to save ourselves time by how we put things in our calendars on our phone we may be very creative in the kitchen or the garden or at work where we figure out how to solve problems or move past hurdles that might have gotten in our way and so the most important thing when you're working with the energy of this day is to feel in alignment with whatever your intention is. What is it you are planning? Ideally, you have, you know, your list or notes or it's on your calendar from the night before. But what is it you plan to make happen on this day? Because as you're moving through it, it can really happen with just, Lovely encounters, conversations, serendipity, things you see or revealed that you hadn't thought of. Just a juicy, vibrant day to be alive. If you're not feeling this, if you're feeling perhaps another piece of the Piscean spectrum and you feel perhaps tired or you want to rest or... There's something you have to attend to, then sink into that. But as you do it, do it with the awareness that you can can magnify the healing or the helping exponentially by opening up to possibilities of help and support that are beyond just what you physically see or mentally can can dream up because when we open up to wider possibilities, they're available to us. When we're moving in a tunnel visioned way with one way of thinking, we don't even see the hand that is reached out to help. So the moon enters Aries at 1137 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's in Aries until we get into the morning of the 23rd. So what does that mean for the next couple of days? Well, one thing it means is we're moving from that watery fluid energy into fire initiator cardinal energy and the summer solstice, as Susie mentioned Happens at 5:14 a.m. Eastern Time on the 21st of June, and when the sun enters zero degrees of a cardinal sign, we basically have done a turn on the Great Wheel. Um, it, it's it's a point in space where we are moving into a sense of, okay, we finished one quarter and we're entering another. And yet there's a momentum and a a feeding into one another that occurs. So at the summer solstice, there's the ability to reflect on whatever was energetically going on at the winter solstice. And this is a time of bringing forth a sense of, well, what do we see from a greater perspective that's happening here on our planet? And how can we ideally bring more focus to whatever that longer view enables us to observe and apply so the solstice this particular solstice has some interesting pictures to it and i think the one that maybe would have the strongest vibratory effect is that it's showing A lot of good fortune but it shows good fortune auspicious possibilities if we are willing to stand up for certain transformations that must occur so a picture in my head as I'm looking at this because solstices equinoxes they basically tell a story of where we are Not just in our individual journeys, but what's going on with the whole planet, because it's how the solstices appear is when the sun hits a point in the sky that basically is hitting points on the earth, mundane points that we consider having an echo or a reverberation or a well, uh, an overall coloring or story of what goes on in our planet. So not just the geophysical piece of the planet, but what human beings are doing, deciding, dictating, ideally evolving into. (laughs) That's all the good stuff. So because the other celestial pictures there's one with venus and pluto and it's a trine and so it speaks about how do we what do we value what do we care about where is the wealth in our world and i'm not just talking about you know the market or investments or Uh, companies that are doing well i'm talking about where do we put the emphasis on what we value and most care about and of course a lot of the themes that we've seen with the big picture of the saturn uranus square that is um kind of this umbrella over the year 2022, which is about what changes are fracturing the status quo, having come on the heels of the Saturn-Pluto picture that happened in January 2020, which (laughs) we're still processing. Um, One of the big pictures or themes of that, of course, was the pandemic. And now we've We've moved into world connections with arms, war, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the fiscal health of countries, plan, the planet, and how it affects overall commerce and well being for people. So We're not going to solve all that necessarily at the summer solstice, but I think a really good prayer meditation focus as the moon is traveling in Aries and makes a conjunction with Jupiter that day is what are you willing to fight for in having the opportunity potential that is your birthright? And it doesn't mean, you know, you have to go out in the fray and actually do battle with someone. But what is it that is so important to who you feel you are as a human, uh, also in relation to the people you care about, the values you care about? And what perhaps might you have to shift, change, or come to terms with to really feel more in alignment with that? So that's kind of the bigger theme. But the littler story of the day is with the moon in Aries, we can get a lot done on the 21st. We can finish up a lot of things we want to finish up Uh, slough off things that have outworn their purpose and poise ourselves to move with greater alacrity, especially as things feel a little less cumbersome or confrontational when we get into the later part of the week. So this is kind of... um, Tuesday and Wednesday are sort of roll up your sleeves days, work on what it is you're willing to put your energy into and invest in and and stand up for. And they are they are strong days, but they aren't easy days necessarily because somebody in our life may not be happy with us or may um, draw a line in the sand or we may have to deal with uh, old baggage or things that have held us back in the past. And you ask yourself, do I have time? Do I still have time to be waylaid, stopped, delayed by this old business? Or am I willing to start really making overtures or pushing through it and standing up for what it is I really want? On the 23rd, Thursday, the moon goes void, of course, at 4.02 a.m. Eastern Time. And then it enters Taurus at 7.58 a.m. So those of us who get up early may find ourselves sort of like, oh, where should I? Like uh, uh, the phrase that comes to my mind is something I learned in, in work very early on. Hurry up and wait. You know, the sense of. I'm moving very fast, but I am not able to do what I need to do. So a reflective morning or a morning where you put things in place so that when the moon enters Taurus, you're really starting to move is a good way to use this. At 7.58 a.m. when the moon enters Taurus, now we're moving. Uh, Moon is in Taurus, so Earth sign people or or people who don't move that quickly are not going to move that quickly, but we are going to be very productive. So it is a time when we are moving in directions that if we've mapped out what we're doing on Thursday and Friday, we will, you know, we will meet the deadline or get the task done. It's also a really good time to reflect on, am I taking care of my body? Am I doing the things I need to do to feel as uh, energetic and robust as possible? And so make sure you feed the parts of you that need to be fed so that you're able to do and accomplish what it is you would like to do. Overall, these are two very uh, creative, very satisfying days, Uh, wonderful days to stop and smell the flowers, uh, enjoy good textures. If you need to shop for something that has to do with home or clothes you like to wear, colors, Uh, these can be very productive days for that as well. Saturday, the 25th, the moon is in Taurus, Uh, And it goes void, of course, at 3.02 p.m. And then it's void, of course, until 7.13 p.m. when it enters Gemini. So let me just lay out the day for you. The early morning can feel a little bumpy for some people. Uh, People who have aspects in their horoscope that have to do with uh, a challenged moon because of Saturn... You can feel, I'm all alone on this, my needs aren't getting met, this is very hard, I don't have, you know, what I deserve, and it's a transit, it will pass. What I love about these transits is they basically call attention to where it is we may be backsliding. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I feel this way but why do I feel this way? I'm in this relationship or I, I have support that I, you know, why am I questioning the support I have? It's, it's back to early beginnings. And so you, if you're not feeling the support you need and deserve, then it's appropriate to ask for it. I mean, whether it's a conversation you have with a partner about these are my needs, I want you to hear this, I'm not expecting you to fix it, but I need you to understand it. If that's not possible, then you'll also want to look at why, and is this a good situation for you to be in, and if you determine it is, well, how do you get the support that you need from someone else, if you're not able to get it within your work environment or home environment. And you may not solve it this morning, but when the moon comes around, you know, in this very cyclical way, and it's in a hard aspect to Saturn, it's basically reminding those of us who have issues with this, um, what am I doing about it? How am I making this easier for me? The lovely thing about when the moon is in Taurus and it's well aspected is we are in a very high productivity point for. Using all the good juice of productivity and being able to, what's the word I want, attract, being able to attract helpers or support that we may need in order to get certain things done. So this is in its really nice groove from a little after 10 o'clock in the morning until it goes void, of course, at 3.02 p.m. So use it. Use it so that you maximize the, the potential of what it is you want to create, make happen, or who you want to bring on board for it. And even if nothing seems to be happening, The important thing is to uh, make space for the possibility that it will. And you can be setting up energetically space for the right person or situation to enter at another point in time, not necessarily this moment, but it is in the process of happening. So that's just very good to be aware of. The moon enters Gemini at 7:13 p.m. on Saturday, the 25th. So before, you know, when it was void, of course, before it entered Gemini, roughly uh, four hours. That is terrific time to just really enjoy moon and Taurus stuff, which is lounge, eat foods that are delicious and good for you, be in nature. Uh, Touch things that give you great pleasure. Uh, Enjoy the physicality of being alive. When the moon is in Gemini through the end of the weekend until we talk again, this is, it's a little deceptive. It's deceptive in that this is a, it can be a fun evening, an evening where you get A lot of information, ideas, um, curiosity is fed. Same true on Sunday. Um, Very playful, stimulating, all good, good, good. The thing I would just advise is if you are um, thinking you're going to initiate anything or get in a conversation that's about, Something new or something you want to get into, I would say just let that cook. Just give that thought, like let's say you're having a discussion with a new person you met and you thought, oh God, I'd really like to show this person my idea for whatever, X, Y, or Z. Just store that information, say, hey, I'd like to get in touch. Maybe we can have lunch in the near future. And reach out to them once we're in the new moon energy. Because right now we're in a dark of moon energy, especially on Sunday. And so it's more about finishing up than starting things. And the overall thrust of the week, again, with that solstice, it's about how do you prime yourself for the potential of the wealth and abundance that you want to bring in for yourself and the world. So I'm not just talking money at all, actually. I'm talking quality of life, um, sense of shared, shared values, sense of what is it that you imagine that is the, is the world that you would like to create, not just you yourself, but with a sense of the potential of the possibility. And now I turn it over to Susie.
1: Thank you so much. And again, happy solstice. And let's go into our meditation. Taking a few deeper breaths, finding the stillness. And as we focus in on priming ourselves to bringing in that prosperity, that quality of life, just notice if you have any emotional baggage. (laughs) Just notice if you have a couple of suitcases packed back there, a couple of little bags, a little couple of carry-ons that might be somehow uh, instrumental in perhaps blocking you or perhaps really tainting your view where it's difficult to prime yourself because you have all of these conceptions or preconceptions or experiences in your life that might make you feel like, well, that's not quite possible right now. I can't get into that little car because I have like 12 of these big bags here. So, as we recognize that, as we bring awareness to that, most of us at some point in our life have been hurt. We have felt hurt, hurt because of something someone has said to us, said to us to hurt us deliberately or done to us deliberately or physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the different ways. Wow, so many ways, right? Just notice that. Just notice if there are parts of you that feel wounded and we can very quickly tell the story. She did this, he did that, they did that, this happened, and this is why I'm hurt. We all, every single one of us has been hurt, some of us a lot more than others, some of us we suppress it, oppress it, forget about it, don't let it affect us anymore, some of us recount it. We think about it every night when we go to sleep, we replay it. Depending on the level of hurt, it has absolutely affected us. It affects the way that we move forward in life and it affects the way that we perhaps uh, relate to people. It can affect every single part of our life. It might make us more aggressive. It might make us more shy the multitude of layers of hurt. So just notice what you have there in your hurt bank account. And uh, if you're human, probably there is no way that it's a zero. We all have it. It's a part of life. It is life on the human plane of existence. And depending on who we are, depending on our conditions in this life, uh, depending on what I would call karma, which is the cause and effect, depending on so many different aspects, we will be in a different state. And as we recognise this, as, again, like we've done before, we bring awareness to our state, we can start to disassemble it and to look at it from different angles, perhaps from underneath, perhaps from the other person's point of view, perhaps from a very, very long, long point of view, like looking at all the different patterns in our life. And perhaps if we have access to the information of multiple lives or parallel lives, we can see all the different cycles. We can look at it. We can see it. We can address it. We can know it. And we can look at the hurt and we can look at the pain and we can look at the suffering. We can compare it to other people, to other people's suffering. It's, oh, gee, I got off on that one pretty well. Or, wow, I am so much more hurt than everybody else. Why does all of this happen to me? And we can look at it in a way that is very deeply emotional and we can look at it in a way that is very factual and intellectual There's so many different ways that we can address the hurt. And when we tell other people the story, the stories, then we also involve them and then they become too a part of the witness to our hurt and we can elicit sympathy from them or empathy or compassion. And perhaps just talking about it too can help us move through it. But what's very, very, very important to understand is when we are hurt in that moment, when that other person says something to us that is hurtful, it is happening in that moment and in that moment we are hurt and in that moment that other person is responsible for hurting us. We can extrapolate karma and everything else, but at that moment, that other person is seen as the one that is hurting us. But when it is passed, and when we remember it, when we remember it the next day, when we replay it in our mind to the next week, when we remember it a year later, when we remember it 10 years later, When we are remembering, then we are hurting ourselves. So when we are remembering that moment of being hurt and it is in the past, we are then hurting ourselves. And this is very, very important for us to see this and know this and understand this because we are in charge here of what we remember, of what we choose to recollect and what we choose to live through again and again and again on a daily basis, perhaps even an hourly basis, again and again. And this is where it's important for us to have compassion for ourselves and to be present in the moment and not recalling these instances of hurt from the past and not re hurting ourselves. Living in the present moment, and taking full responsibility for what comes into our mind, for what comes into our heart. And this might take some discipline. This might take some stop signs. This might take some awareness on our own part to not relive the hurt, to not keep on suffering, to not keep the cycle going. So as we choose this, we choose to live in peace. We choose to live with the total understanding that we are in charge, that we are responsible for what we are feeling. And that we are responsible for not hurting ourselves again and again and again when we are remembering when someone else hurt us. And as we understand this, feeling that aha moment and recognising that moving forward we will remember this, And we will use this in our lives. Gently opening our eyes, taking a nice deep breath and feeling that refreshment of moving forward, being here, being here now. Thank you so much, Pam. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Love now. You have been listening to Susie
0: Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of Active Spirituality. Life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.